fall, fall out in the same way that, that year, this year does. The third of Nisan is on Shabbos. Shabbos is connected especially to Friday because Friday is called Erev Shabbos, the day that prepares for Shabbos. As Gemara says, whoever works before Shabbos will be able to eat on Shabbos. And although working to prepare for Shabbos is something that encompasses all days of the week, but practically the Jewish custom, which is Torah, is that the main preparation for Shabbos is on, uh, on Friday. That's the halacha as well. I have a neighbor who always runs every Shabbos to Shul. So I thought that just because it's a custom to run to Shul. And so one, this, this past Friday, I'm like, you, 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 it's, it's so beautiful to see you running to Shul. Like, as, it, as it says, he says, I'm always late. <laughs> I thought it was just these. Anyways. To see you late. <laughs> I guess so. Maybe that's why the custom. Very good. So, uh, so the relationship between Friday and Shabbos, especially, is because simply the Shabbos is the food on Shabbos comes from the food that's prepared on Friday. Um, so the mean that means the same thing that you're having on Shabbos is connected to the preparation on Friday. So regarding this week, this Friday is Beis Nissen, and since Beis Nissen is a day that prepares for uh, Shabbos, it's understood that. Uh, the Beis Nissen has connection to Shabbos. So, regarding Beis Nissen, there are two things about Beis Nissen. One that's famous that everyone knows about, and one that for certain for whatever reason, people don't pay attention to. Beis Nissen is the day of the passing of the Rebbe Hashab, and it's also the day that the previous Rebbe began his leadership. As the Torah says, the sun shines and the sun sets. That, that means when the sun sets, immediately, good morning, the sun rises, good morning, Chaim Peretz. Good morning. Immediately as Rebbe Hashab passes away, the previous Rebbe's son shines, his leadership begins. His only son, the previous Rebbe, his leadership begins on the same day as, as, as Rebbe Hashab's passing. Especially because the previous Rebbe is the only son of his father. So, therefore, the Gemara says that uh, you don't have to anoint a king who is the son of the previous king. In other words, once the, the first king passes away, automatically the prince will be inaugurated as king without any special inauguration ceremony, unless there's an argument. But here the previous Rebbe is the only son of his father, so it's clear that he was meant to be the Rebbe after his father, especially considering the special love and, and affection that the Rebbe Rashab had for his only son in his lifetime. So although in time, the first thing that happens is that the sun sets, and only then the sun rises, as Gemara says that no kingdom can um, encroach on another kingdom, even a hair's breadth, so there's no beginning of a new kingdom until the other kingdom has, has uh, stopped. Nevertheless, regarding to us, what's more relevant is the sun rising. The rising of the sun of the Rebbe, the previous Rebbe. The idea, the essence of the leader of a generation is his connection to the Jewish people in his generation. That means he is a leader of the Jewish people of that generation, from young to old, men and, and women and children. And not only is he the leader of the, uh, 
of the older people of the of the uh, uh, generation, but he's also the leader of the whole world. All that happens in his generation, because the whole world was created for the sake of the Jewish people, and he is the leader of the Jewish people. So therefore, whatever happens in the world has connection to connection to him. So when we're, when we're talking about our generation, what especially especially relevant on the second of Nisan is that this is the day that the sun rise, that the sun rose. That means this is the day that the previous Rebbe's leadership began, because the Jewish people are compared to a body, and the body follows the head. So, what happens? All the matters that affect the leader of our generation have a special relationship to the generation. Practically, and action is the main thing. On the other hand, we look at the custom of Chassidim. We see that regarding the sun setting, that people do different things. People are mishnayos in memory of the Rebbe Rashab, they give sukkah memory, memory of the Rebbe Rashab. But regarding the sun rising, we don't find that people do special things. And the simple reason is why people don't do special things in regards to the yards of the Rebbe Rashab, don't do special things in regards to the beginning of the leadership of the previous Rebbe. The simple reason is because uh, in this itself we find how the, uh, the body follows the head. Regarding the sun passing, the sun setting, there's halacha about the seven days of mourning and the thirty days of mourning and the year of mourning, but regarding the sun rising, by other Hasidim, by Polish Hasidim, they have a custom when there's a new rebbe, they tell the new rebbe mazel tov. Uh, but we don't have that custom. It was never a custom to tell a rebbe mazel tov when he comes when he comes a rebbe. Um, although certainly it is a mazel tov, it is a, it is a um, uh, the sun rises and sun sets. It's something that happens. And not only that, but the uh, the sun begins to rise even before the sun sets, although no government encroaches on another government, yet the um, the world cannot exist without the sun. And therefore, there must always be a leader of every generation. So before a, a the sun has departed, there must already be a new sun in place, because it can't be a moment without, um, without a leader of the generation. And yet, we don't find this custom of saying Mazel Tov, at least not in a way that people know about, the people that was publicized. So, regarding the sun setting, there's the custom of the seven days of mourning, the thirty days of mourning, but that's only the first year. And even the first year after the passing of Rashad, there wasn't a full time of mourning because there was Pesach. So Pesach interrupts the thirty days. So it was only two weeks at that time. But uh, in the following years, um, the second of Nisan, as it relates to the yard side, Rebbe Hashab, it's only that day itself, not seven days afterwards or thirty days afterwards. Um, and in that day itself, it's only part of the day. Uh, but the main emphasis on this day is regarding the sun rising. That's the main emphasis of what this day is about. So... When we remember the second of Nisan, and the Rizal says when you remember something, it causes its reoccurrence. So what's mainly emphasized is the idea that the sun rises. And again, there's no concept of the seven days of mourning and the Shleshim, especially based upon what we said earlier that the, all the Jewish people of the generation are connected to the leader of generation, they're connected to the sun rising, they're connected to the previous Rebbe's beginning of his leadership. But nevertheless, we still should talk first about the sun setting 
to learn from the, about the passing of the Rebbe because that's what the, the, the previous Rebbe desired. That's the one whose son has risen on the second of this, and he, des- he desires that we talk about, in, in, as we see in his writings and his talks and his discourses even, that he wants us to focus on the passing of the Rebbe as well. And therefore, we'll, we'll begin the Febring, and the Rebbe says, by discussing something that we can learn from the Rebbe Rasha. The lesson that we must learn about the sun setting has to be something that's understood to everyone, young and old, women, men and women. And therefore, we're not going to talk about this Febring, about studying from this Torah, because that's not something that applies to everyone equally, especially because his teachings are in the esoteric part of Torah, and that's uh, not something that everyone is able to uh, fully. Um, everyone has a different relationship to that. As um, it's only after a person understands the real parts of the Torah can they have a full understanding of the inner parts of the Torah. And then the Torah says, "Know the God of your father." Learn, learn in the inner dimension of the Torah, and that will bring you to have a full heart. That's not saying to delay learning the inner dimension of the Torah. You're just saying that that. Um, uh, to understand, everyone has a different way of relating to in, in, in the dimension of Torah. And therefore, we, if you want to learn a lesson that has, applies to everyone equally, it can't be from his teachings, because that's not, everyone understands his teachings differently. Everyone has a different level of understanding. Um, and the same is also in regards to learning from the behavior of the Rebbe Rashab. It's also not something which affects all the Jewish people equally. And therefore, we're going to learn a lesson that does affect all the Jewish people equally, something that we see from the name of the Rebbe Hashab, something that's open and clear to all the Jewish people. The Baal Shem Tov says, whatever a Jew sees or hears has to serve as a lesson in the service of Hashem. And this is clearly said in Halacha, although people don't pay attention to it, it says it clearly in Halacha, and all your ways you should Hashem, when a Jew sees something or hears something, that's part of your ways. The Torah says, in all your ways, you should know him. That means that what has happened to you should bring you to know more about Hashem. That means not only should you use whatever it is in your life for the sake of Hashem, but you should know Hashem more through what has happened. And the Torah emphasizes, Torah emphasizes you should know Hashem. Now you should believe in Hashem more. Before you, whatever happened to you today, you also... Um, had a simple faith in Hashem. Rather, the Torah says that what has happened to you, what, what you've seen, what you've heard, has supposed to bring you to understand more about Hashem, to know more about Hashem. And since we're talking about knowing Hashem from what's going on in your life, so we're not through studying Torah, we're not talking about knowing a, the lights of Hashem, the revelation of Hashem, rather we're talking about knowing Him, knowing His essence. Like it says, the Hamor Hubizgalus, the luminary is revealed. The reason why everyone talks about Hashem, even children talk about Hashem, uh, especially children, um, is because, about, and it's such a frank, clear, honest, uh, wholesome, um, heartfelt way, is because the luminary is revealed, the Walshantiv says. Uh, so, and every Jew, people who are ignorant in Torah, everyone davens to Hashem. And they daven to Hashem, they daven to Hashem's very essence. They don't daven to His attributes, to His lights, to His revelations. They daven to Him. They don't know about all these revelations and stuff. Simple people don't aren't familiar. 
uh, with all that it says in the intervention of Torah about the revelation of God's light. Rather, they daven to Hashem, they daven to Him Himself. So, when a Jew hears about the name of the Rebbe Rashab, or when he sees the signature of the Rebbe Rashab, that's a message in the service of Hashem. Not only when he learns his Torah, not only when he learns about his behavior, but just seeing his name. More. When you learn the Torah of the Rebbe Rashab, there are different levels of how much you understand the inner dimension of the Torah. However, when you're talking about the name of the Rebbe Rashab, there are no differences between one person and another. Everyone sees his name and, and, and in an equal way. So the lesson that we learn from the Rebbe Rashab's name is something that's connected with his very essence. And therefore, it has a relationship to every Jew without any distinction, not like his Torah, not like his Torah teachings, because this is something, something just connected with his very core. A person's name is associated with their essence. Their name is the same name throughout their lives. Even when they're a child, they the same name. It's not like their Torah study that changes, but their name is the same name. And that name is uh, connected to them even the moment they're born. As it says in many places in the Chassidus, that the, the, the interface that connects the soul to the body is the name. So there must be that there's a name as soon as you're born, because you still can't get into your body without a name. It's just that we announce the name at the circumcision, that's when the soul enters uh, and fully enters at bar mitzvah but just like um, when we say about Hashem uh, that you have to know Hashem in all your ways, you know, if you know Him Himself, you know Hashem's essence you know Him, not just His revelation, know Him through all your ways, so too regarding the instruction we learned from the Rebbe Rashab's name that's something that's connected to the essence of the Rebbe Rashab the Jewish people are called Adam. Adam means similar. Jewish, the Jewish people are similar to Le'elian, similar to Hashem in some ways. Especially Tzadikim. Oh, Mesmachta Yisrael. Tzadikim especially are connected to the uh, to Hashem. And um, so especially if we're talking about the Rebbe Rashab, so there's more of an emphasis in about his relationship, how he is compared to every Jew is compared to Hashem, much more so Sadiq and much more so Hashem. So the um, the just like the Torah tells us, in all your ways you should know Hashem, you should know Hashem's essence through what's going on in your life. So too we must learn something that is uh, connected to the Rebbe Hashem's essence by learning a lesson from his name. Let's go to Oiz um, Zayin on page Chaf. What is the lesson we're supposed to learn from, learn from Rebbe Rashab's name? Chaim, Chaim. Rabir Bezeh. The Baal HaYilula HaYigimu Shemus. Never forget, uh, one of my children, um, uh, as soon as they were born, I wanted to get something for the crib. I went into Westside Pavilion, and uh, I, was, I was a little bit, like, a little bit shicker, because I didn't sleep, and my just gave birth, and whatever. And I'm walking in the parking lot of Westside Pavilion, and I hear this guy with a booming voice, a booming, uh, he screams from the other side of the parking lot, What is Peace Bear Bear? What's Peace Bear Bear? What? what is Peace Bear Bear? And he's running over to me, What is Peace Bear Bear? What is going on? He says, he says His name is Shalom Dober. And he's, he wasn't, he, he wanted to know what it meant. He has all these non Jewish friends. He's not so, uh, he wasn't so, so religious. 
and they and and they add, he told them that he he goes by his Hebrew name, and they ask what his name means. He says peace bear bear, shalom is peace and dove means bear and bear means bear, bear in Hebrew bear in Yiddish. What is peace bear bear? So here we're going to see what peace bear bear means. Line thirty six on page chaf. The Baal Ha'ilula he gives Moshe's. The Rebbe Rashi had three names: Shalom, Dove, and Bear. Although he has three names, if you look at his signature, he signs his name in a way that he combines his second and third name together. He writes Dober, as if it's one name. So first of all, there is a halachic difference that is affected by the way he signs rabbi or head of yeshiva or yeshiva student. When, they, when you tell them there's something to learn, they say, what, well, what is it? Well, what's a practical instruction for us to get from this? So there's a practical halachic difference that you learn from the way that Rashab signs his name. When a person has two names, and one name is in Hebrew and one name is in Yiddish, so when they write in a document both names, they write the Hebrew name, and then they write afterwards who is nicknamed, who is called the other name, the Yiddish name. They write the Hebrew name, and they write about the other name, who is called the other name. So the way that Rabbi Rashab signs his name affects halacha, because the way a, a name is written in a document has to do with the way the person writes his own name himself. So if you want to write a document about the person, you have to look at the way he signs his name himself. The Rebbe Rashab wrote his name in a way that the Hebrew name and the Yiddish name become one name. Though bear, local has to be named without interrupting them. Not only is there not a um, introductory who is is called or who is nicknamed before his second name when he signs his name, but there's no even there's no even space on the page between one word and the next. He only wrote the letter Bez once. The letter Bez is served both as the end of the first name Dove and as the the first letter of the second name Bear. So the name is used. As a conclusion of the Hebrew, the letter Beis is used to conclude the Hebrew name and to begin the Yiddish name. But this means for us in our service of Hashem. The general distinction between a Hebrew name and a Yiddish name, Dov and Ber, is the difference, the same distinction that there is between that which is holy and that which is mundane. In a person's service of Hashem, this is also similar to the distinction that exists between uh, thought, speech, and action. Action, in comparison to speech and thought, is, is the similar gap that exists between the holy and the mundane that exists between thought and speech versus action. Work is Arizal. 
החלק שבין אלמז אביה, אלמא צירס כל היטב, אלמא בריא כלוגו תתב ומיות הרע, אלמא צירו מחצה מחצה, אלמא צירו כל הרע. There is a right that regarding the four worlds, אצילוס is all good, בריא is mostly good, a little bit of evil. יצירה is half good, half bad, and אלמא צירה, this world is the majority, almost all of it is evil. ובתניה, that every action in this world is difficult and evil and the wicked dominate this world. So if this world is called the world of action, so if this world is so different, the world's, the world's higher than this world, so to action, which is the title of this world, this world is called the world of action, action is also has a similar gap between it and the higher faculties of thought and speech, much as this world is, is a, a very um, different to the worlds above. That's why Chassidus says that action, the word action in Hebrew, is related to the word coercion. As it says in various halachas, that you, have, that you coerce the person to do something. Like it says the word in certain situations, a person is forced to get stuck. Wow. Why does this word, why does this world called Asiya? Asiya means action. Asiya also means coercion. Because this is a world where there is so, so much negative, that's why in order to get things right in this world, you need to force yourself. And yet, action is the main thing. Our main service of Hashem in this world is taking mundane things and making them holy. That's the meaning of the Rebbe Rashab signing his name. Though bear together as one name, it's a, what that represents is it's a mimetic of the whole mission of a Jew in this world Take mundane things, make them holy. Not only is our role in this world, not only is our role in this world to take mundane things and make them holy, but more, the highest level of serving Hashem is to transform the negative itself to holiness. That's the idea of tshuva. And when you do tshuva, it causes your sins to turn into mitzvahs. And not just to be like their mitzvahs, but to be literal mitzvahs. And this causes an even greater light. As it says in the Torah, there's a greater light from darkness. The light that comes by transforming darkness to good is an even greater light. And that's the role we have in this world. Our role is to do a to force ourselves to do the right thing, but eventually the role, the goal is to even transform um, the negative to positive, to transform the sins themselves into mitzvahs. Not just they should be considered as if they're mitzvahs, but literal mitzvahs. What does this have to do specifically with Rebbe Rashab and his name? But what this means is, next part outside. The Gemara says that the, the one of the characteristics of a bear is that a bear has, is full of flesh, full of meat, and it has no rest. So what that means in our service of Hashem is as follows. 
being full of flesh means being involved with elevating all matters of the body, matters of the world. The soul has no connection to flesh, to meat. As Moshe Rabbeinu said, how, what, what, what connection do I have to meat? My only basa. And so to the Moshe Rabbeinu, and every single Jew, which in general is the soul of every Jew, that the soul has no connection at all to material things, to, to, to fleshy things. And yet the soul comes into a body. In order to elevate the body, to elevate the area in the world that you're connected to. Because the whole point of why a soul is in this world is to make the world a home for Hashem, by elevating the lowest things in the world. And so since a bear is full of flesh, it's lots of flesh, that means he is, that, that he is given unique qualities, unique powers. Because Hashem doesn't ask a person to do according to Hashem's power, Hashem asks a person to function according to their power. So when a person is asked to do a very difficult job, He's full of flesh. Everybody's talking about us, not just about a the, the analogy, the analog. Full of flesh means that we all know ourselves and we have lots of stuff going on in our lives, lots of earthy things, lots of fleshy, berry kind of things. We're full of flesh. So everybody says you should know that if you have a lot of earthy things going on in your life, it's certain you're given the strength to do this mission. And you're able to elevate all the things in this world to holiness. And just like a bear never rests, bears don't rest, so too um, does this apply to ourselves. When you look at a bear in a, in a zoo, you see clearly how a bear doesn't rest. Even when he's inside his um, cage and he can't walk around freely, he constantly walks around to and fro inside the cage and doesn't find uh, rest. So it's understood that even when he's free, he has no rest. What, 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 what's novel is, that even when he's inside the cage, and he can't go out free, still he does not rest. Everything in this world comes from the spiritual. So, same is also regarding our service of Hashem, the service of souls in this world. It says, Tzaddikim have no rest. Angels are called standing. Angels don't have real movement. Angels stay pretty much the same. Souls are called um, those who walk, those who move. That means the way a Jew functions is that he, he, he cannot stay in the level he was at before. He cannot rest. A Jew is always ascending higher and higher. And even when a Jew is in a, in a state that he cannot go to a higher level, think of Zev Kessler on a, on a Monday morning, can't go to a higher level on Monday morning, at this moment... So even when you cannot go to a higher level at this moment, nevertheless, that itself causes you to not feel at rest. If you can't go to a higher level, that itself causes you not to be at rest. That makes you yearn, I want to go to a higher level. It makes you feel uncomfortable. If you can't, you can't go to a higher level right now. Okay. But, but that's not something that sits well with you. Like I was talking to someone yesterday about a shidduch. He's like, I'm on a break right now. Whenever a guy tells you they're on a break from shidduchim, they have this look in their eyes, like, it looks like they're comfortable, but they're not. So, um, in a similar way, the, 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 um, the bear is in a cage, and yet he's not comfortable. He can't go anywhere, but he's still not comfortable. So, to a Jew, he may not be able to go to a higher level, the Rebbe says, but he's not comfortable. He wants to go to a higher level. Being thirsty for a higher level is also a service of Hashem. It's, it's similar to the whole idea of loving Hashem. Yearning for Hashem. So, 
it says about loving Hashem that loving Hashem is like a wing. Our, our mitzvahs need wings to ascend. Loving Hashem is, is, a, uh, is a source of all positive mitzvahs. Reverence for Hashem is a source of all negative mitzvahs. And those two qualities, oh, those two qualities, they cause all of our mitzvahs to ascend to Hashem. So, regarding the bear, someone who is full of flesh, which represents our, our engagement with the mundane world, um, and the Torah says that bears are full of flesh, and the Torah says bears don't rest. What that means for us is as follows. Um, that, that although we are engaged in the world with lots of stuff, physical things, and yet um, Hashem gives us the capability to do our role here in this world, and in a way that we don't know best, we're able to ascend higher and higher. And by the Rebbe Hashem, they, it becomes one name. Although on the surface, there are two different names. One is in Hebrew, one's in Yiddish. Nevertheless, by the Rebbe Hashab, these two names become one. And what that means is we have to connect the mundane parts of our life with the holy parts of our life until they become one, until we elevate the mundane to become holy. That means not only does the soul have to be engaged with mundane things, and the soul has to be engaged with the body and the air in the world, but the service of Hashem has to be there to connect the mundane things. In other words, not only should you use your soul in the, in the mundane things that you're involved in the world, not only should your soul be involved, but more, you have to elevate the mundane things in this world and make them themselves to be whole. All right, we'll stop here. And the question, though, is how do we do that? We'll get to that tomorrow. Laka